0: to business can be better.
1: This is the podcast that helps businesses become even better businesses. I'm one of the co-hosts, Lane Anderson. I own a marketing company called London Road Media.
0: And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki, founder and owner of TMH Business Coaching and Consulting.
1: new with you kelly ray
0: um it was my husband's birthday this weekend so i went camping oh yeah he loves camping
1: how do you feel about camping
0: you know what it was a nice weekend okay beautiful the mountains were beautiful we had our dogs there it was really sweet had some good campfires made all his favorite food yeah basically it was like birthday weekend yeah he got treated really well and i hope he remembers that in february (laughs) on the 21st i'd like to live like a queen for a weekend, No, yeah, that's about it. We had a birthday weekend, and we're going that's to Vernon fun. this next weekend, Vernon, BC, Sparkling Hill Resort, beautiful, and going to watch some of the fighters we're sponsoring, so yeah, we nice. have kind of a busy couple of weeks. What about you? What's new with you?
1: I had quite a day. I don't like to complain, because I think life is pretty good, and I don't really have much to complain about, but today was a day.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Lane just came here for free therapy again, yeah, guys. Yeah,
1: again, yeah. I just need someone Let's to talk Let's hear to. it. Um, I got through one meeting this morning and then immediately got a call from my kid's daycare that my kid hurt his arm and that he won't calm down So I need to go pick him up (laughs) And then when I picked him up, I couldn't drive like every bump I hit. He's like, oh, I'm freaking out So anyways, we went to the ER. He fractured his elbow. he's in a cast. That's what I did. He's four years old
0: Poor little (laughs) baby That hurts so much.
1: So we spent all day in the ER. I barely made it out in time to reward him with ice cream, and then make it to the only other meeting I had scheduled today, and then came here. So I've done zero work today, other than the two meetings I had scheduled, uh, and now we're doing this.
0: All right, you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Do you feel better? Are you happier now? I feel
1: good. Yeah, this is a restart.
0: You got a good picture of Mika trying to be a podcaster, so that Mm -hmm. should be a good photo. Can we make that one? We can use that. All right. So, um, can we also tell them one more thing that's new? That's going to be new new? as of episode 10?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we kind of teased it last time, but it was kind of just an idea. But now we're saying it's it's happening now. Yeah. So,
0: as of episode 10, we are going to be coming to you live from Lane Studio. (laughs) Every episode, every week is going to be live on YouTube. So you get to see us, right. which will be extra hilarious because I move my hands a lot and we make fun of each other a lot and roll our eyes at each other sometimes. Um, so you can tune in while we're doing the podcast. You don't necessarily have to wait a few days for the editing and the so we'll get, to get set, posted. So we'll
1: have to set a topic ahead of time then because then people can come in and ask questions. and you can be part of the show, right? Yeah. They can jump in, leave some comments. We can get to them at the end of the show, kind of like accumulate all the comments. Are people going to be able to see us though? Because these microphones like cover half of our face. I think We're my best. Out I how think the best works. parts of my face are showing. <laughs> you can see your eyes and your <laughs> neck. And other than that, <laughs> that's the best. Parts. We'll figure it
0: out. We'll get if we get the camera angle nice and high. Yeah. That's how we girls We're like to take selfies, anyways, heads. right? Yeah. No, we'll talk like this. Look, we'll just lean back. Okay. Okay. we'll figure it can out can you make a ceiling camera you can do that right yeah sure yeah okay cool so all we'll
1: right. do the be doing that we'll go live on youtube you can watch us live and then of course we'll still export it all and maybe do a little bit of edits to make it a bit polished a little
0: a little we don't need any editing okay Lane, we're it'll end up now. on
1: wherever you're listening to it now still uh, we but are you can come now. watch us live too
0: yes and we'll put it out to all our channels that's not click. far
1: away this is episode seven
0: i know i'm so stoked yeah so stoked okay is that loft ready for us almost or yeah studio? yeah
1: i i'm building this studio it's almost there so i better order some things and we'll get it finished
0: send me the bill for half
1: (laughs) okay okay so what did you want to talk about today
0: oh i want to talk about getting found on google yeah because it is i think a lot of brick and mortar businesses which is the type of business that i coach they're pretty terrified about you know their sales being cannibalized by the online sales like amazon and is that other one called wish
1: oh yeah wish and well even like all the wayfarers and
0: yeah yeah that's a catchy song by the way that wayfarer song have you heard it no oh yeah i heard it the other day i was like this Can is brilliant you sing it for us no can't remember <laughs> it but i remember thinking i should check that out before i buy another thing on amazon okay um which great job there wayfarer but anyway so we're talking about beating the Wayfares and <laughs> the amazons today right um i kind of want to talk about why i want to talk about this and then Lane's going to give us his expert tips some tips and then I'll give you my favorite tip but anyway so I just want to start off by saying you shouldn't be too scared long before Amazon was king businesses were failing at an alarming rate that has not changed much so like four percent of businesses only make it 10 years Amazon did not come in and make that like 97% fail like it hasn't affected it we're here to increase the success rate, right? So what we wanted to do is first get real with you and share this statistic. Physical stores account still for roughly 90% of all retail sales in North America. So by their best estimates, and this is from Forbes magazine, five years from now, by most estimates, that number is still likely to be well over 80. So yes, we are losing a portion of our sales to online sales sometimes, but generally, and in the majority, people still want to shop in physical stores for some reasons. We've got some reasons here. So um, according to Google, 61% of consumers would rather shop with brands that have a physical location than with brands that are online only. Also, nearly 80% of shoppers go in-store when there is an item they need or want immediately. And I can totally totally relate to this in our coaching business and some other businesses that we've had in the past or looking at purchasing, especially like an expert like you or me. If you want to work with like an expert, somebody who's supposedly successful, mm-hmm. are you going to choose one who works out of their basement office? Like for me, having a physical location, I don't know. I felt like it added credibility.
1: Yeah, no, it does for sure.
0: And then with actual physical products, people want to see, touch, feel, smell, try them on, right?
1: Mm, that really- yeah, that's completely true. So I used to work across the street from you at the co-working space. Yeah. And a big part of that was going from a one-man operation and wanting to grow. We we're almost ready for our first employee, so I wanted to get out of the home-based business. And because in that location, I was allowed to list my location on Google and not have to list my home location, I would have a business location. And that space, a physical space, did so much for the growth of our brand that you're not meeting people in coffee shops, but people coming to our office, had a nice boardroom. And then doubly so moving from there to our own private office, street level, big signage, walk in the front door from the sidewalk you know that even more so has been tremendously uh, valuable for the growth of our business so yeah yeah. so
0: if you sell services like our company the two of our companies do that's not going to go away they want to meet you they want to see your store they want you to have a location yes there are products and services like coaching and Um, consulting being done online i mean i do some coaching through google hangouts myself but in a lot of cases people want to see you know you at least know you have a a physical location like if i was calling these people from my basement with like a little poster behind me you know rather than being in a legitimate office building um i think it would be quite different for those people even that i'm coaching online it does matter now let's talk about people who have stuff to sell things and stuff Things and stuff. Um, we learned a new word today when we were researching <laughs> for this podcast: webrooming and showrooming. So showrooming is when people go into your store and they try okay. on something, let's say a pair of shoes, and then they buy it online, which is gotta be frustrating for people who sell things <laughs> like shoes and but web. you've done it right you're no, like walking no. through best
1: buy and you like pull it out on your phone and you're like what's this worth online <laughs> i don't know i feel like i've done that no i actually haven't okay.
0: no when i go and this is in the research too it's usually because i'm like i want this thing now like i remember going and buying a very expensive pair of beats headphones mm-hmm. right before the gym i was literally late for my gym appointment right. because i needed them so bad i wanted yeah. them so bad for the gym there is no way i was waiting two days no to get those
1: okay so then web rooming
0: so web rooming is when you look online to see if you're going to like it. Then you go into the store and you buy it. Yeah. So I, web rooming is good for us. I do for a lot of that. Okay.
1: Like, you know, camera gear, electronics. I mean, anything. You, you go online, check all the reviews. I've researched it for a stupid amount of time. And then go walk into the store that sells it and buy so it. So my
0: husband does this all the time too. Like Canadian Tire, Home Depot, like everything. Mm. But my problem is a lot of these smaller businesses who have locations who sell things and stuff have not taken the time to get their inventory onto their site. Right. and i think that's a huge miss well
1: it wouldn't have to be yeah i know what you mean yeah getting your products on your site it wouldn't have to be like live inventory though because you're not selling it online
0: no i just mean like but a just picture like have of the your stuff yeah yeah and name the picture what the stuff is because if i search on google maybe that will come up right yeah
1: that'll help yeah if you're searching google images it can pull depending on how you name it and use all those metadata and alt tags and stuff but yeah you get those pictures coming up and I'll help you rank well.
0: So here are some of the reasons that people want to come to your store. And then we're going to teach you how to rank higher on Google so that people will come to Mm -hmm. your store. Okay. 47% don't want to pay for shipping. 23% don't want to wait for the product to be delivered. 46% like to go to the store to touch, feel a product before they buy it. Yeah. Thirty-six uh, percent will ask the store to price match a better price they found online. Ooh, I don't like that one. Thirty-seven like the option of being able to return the item to the store if needed. Um, so now that you know there's still a chance to be a non-online business, um, let's get into some of the things that help you rank higher on Google.
1: Yeah, and when when we we're talking about this topic, I this is a part of it is ranking better than online options but also just ranking high on google in general just compared to your competition or compared to you know you just want to be on on the top page there's a joke Um, Like, yeah, you want to be on the front page of Google because there's this joke that the best place to hide a dead body is on page two of Google (laughs) because nobody looks there. (laughs) Um, But even, I mean, you want, you need to be on the front page of Google for the keywords that are relevant to your business and the things that people are searching for when they're looking for what your business provides. But even more, you really are looking for those top three spots. You want to be top one, two, three. That's the aim. That's what you're looking for to rank um, for for the small group of keywords that are extreme relevant to you so I think there's a lot of um, businesses are scared of this and uncertain of what, what to do, but Google actually has made a lot of changes in the past few years that help a lot because Google values local very, very highly. So if you search, I mean, we track all of your keywords. So if, if I was the Google uh, business coach and I'm in the same city that you live in, you rank, I don't know, we'd have to check what today's are, but you rank one or two for that search term uh, because it's local and it doesn't matter that there is a business coach in Toronto who is you know huge and has this massive brand and is known internationally, they're not gonna rank as well as you do uh, because they're not local. So local really, really counts for a lot on Google. Um, And then there's a lot of businesses that it's not actually about listing your website, but it's listing those those business profiles, which is done through Google My Business. So when you search, especially something like a restaurant, people aren't looking for the restaurant's website, they're looking for those map results that show where the restaurants are, how highly they're rated, show some of their reviews, um, might even show their menus, their, their menu and, and some of their products, their hours, all of that, that's stored on your Google My Business profile, so um, you're not actually, people aren't really even getting to your website, it's maintaining that Google My Business profile in a way uh you know consistently and having it up to date and making sure that you're putting a little bit effort into there responding to all your reviews and everything because then those results will rank nice and high you get that for a business like that that google deems is this is a search for a local business it's going to pop up that map up there and map out all these nearby results and um, that's where google my business is going to be really powerful you're actually going to get people everything they're looking for without them even ever landing on your website because they're looking for directions they're looking for which one to to visit um, and and that's restaurants it's clothing stores a lot of retail type stuff i don't know electronic stores coffee shops a lot of that uh, even us you know if you're nearby uh, if you're in our city and you google marketing company you're going to come with that map result and you're going to see who all the local companies are and where they are and you might search those you might browse around those google my business profiles before you actually go to any of their websites so that's a big one google my business is going to get you ranked nice and high so um, what should
0: you do on there like I think we're doing one post a yeah. week or something and they expire after 10 days.
1: So Google My Business, there's not like, it's a beautiful thing to work on because it's very, very simple. It doesn't take hardly any time at all. It's a setup that you do once for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, which is your hours, uh, your location, all those, you know, your description of what you offer, all those kind of things, a couple photos, your logo, things like that. It's just a setup that you do once. And then there's not a lot you need to do to maintain it. I think, um... I think if you're a restaurant or something like that, and the ones that we manage, we do go and post something fresh there every week. We post a new menu item and show, you know, the ingredients and its price and everything like that. But, um, I mean, for our own own Google My Business profile, we don't, we almost never update it. We might put a new photo in there once in a while. We just make sure that the hours are updated. And whenever we get a review, we're going in there and responding to it because that counts for a lot. So it's just kind of monitoring it a little bit you'll get email notifications or if you have the app you'll get phone notifications of when you know a new review has been left or someone has, has posted a new photo of your business and you can kind of stay on top of it but it's really not something that takes weekly effort I don't think uh, in some businesses there'd be some value in in doing posts there but other than that I don't think you need to
0: so basically just get it set up have it be accurate
1: yeah. And make it accurate. So, you know, when it's um, like family day weekend or something like that and people post onto Facebook and like, oh, here's our hours for family day. That's, I mean, Facebook is not a good time sensitive notification system because I so often I see those posts three days after the day that they were about. Yes. <laughs> and it makes no sense. And I hate
0: when you Google like Costco and it's like holidays may affect these hours. Like yeah. why don't you just take the time to edit that so to go, tell me not to drive yeah. there?
1: Anytime that you are going to take a day, you're closing Um, even if it's the same day, like if you're, if something popped up or you're like, no, we're going to close at noon today, go into Google my business and change for one, for one day to say, no, today we're closed at noon. And then when people look you up online it's gonna say, yeah, today's hours are actually only eight till noon um, and it's updated. It's very, very simple to do, but definitely on holidays because Google assumes like, okay, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, you're probably closed, but that's where you get that message, holidays may affect these hours. But when you go in there, it's gonna ask you, can you confirm, are you closed or what are your hours? And you go in there and confirm, and it's not gonna say holidays may affect these hours, it's just gonna say what you've confirmed are your actual hours, so please do that.
0: There's this delicious, amazing Indian food restaurant downtown it's like a few blocks away oh, yes. we used to go there all the time but yeah. we never go there anymore because i tried to tell this lady how frustrating <laughs> it was that her google hours were wrong and she like lost it on me she, like <laughs> i don't control the google the google does it. <laughs> the it's google not it's not me it. and so i was trying to tell her like just give me let me help you like let me right. here let's claim your listing and she just didn't get it and yeah. so for all the people out there who are like overwhelmed with Technology. This is not a hard thing to do. No, Literally no. Literally, yeah. go onto the Google search engine and type "set up my Google, Google my business. business." Yeah, yeah. And it, it's very user friendly. Just it is, Get yeah. it done and then keep it updated. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else have you got?
1: And and in there, you can create a sort of a almost like a username for your for your business. And if you do that, it'll generate a really nice tidy short link to use for when you're asking for reviews so it'll give you this review that i forget what it is some short link like goo.gl slash whatever your business name is um and it'll just link right to your review page and so that's a nice thing to pop into oh, uh, yeah. email footers or or wherever you want it instead of having so, to use
0: like a link shortener
1: yeah or yeah or just telling them google my business yeah, <laughs> yeah find <laughs> Hopefully my business the right on, one comes up find my business and then please review me that's probably A Gmail
0: email address, yeah, and then you're gonna have to log in. Yeah, yeah. So I
1: think, like, what we're talking about is is search engine optimization about getting ranked SEO. And it can be a very technical thing. I don't I don't even claim to be an SEO expert. I mean, I think we have a pretty good handle on it, but I would never you know, take on just an SEO job. I think there's people out there who dedicate their entire career to just learning that because it, it changes constantly in the same way that I have to stay on top of how social media changes. The Google search engines uh, algorithms change all the time. So it's something you have to really, really know how to do um but i was having a discussion recently just in a facebook ad specialist group about people talking about seo and seo retainers and i don't understand seo retainers and if you're paying an agency to do seo on a recurring basis like you're paying a retainer for seo services i i think you need to talk to a marketing expert who can guide you on whether you're getting anything for that because there's a lot of businesses in these huge retainers. Cause like, no, I have to rank well. And so they pay some SEO company like Yellow thousands Pages. of dollars. I'm sorry, I'm
0: saying it, but Yellow Pages, oh my goodness, they are taking so much money and mm-hmm. I am seeing they produce data that says it's working, but on our end where we track it, Nothing is coming from Yellow Pages. Right.
1: And it's, and it's yeah, it's them, but it's also all these little agencies. You'll get some email from some guy in California saying we're an SEO agency or whatever. But I've so many times we've pulled clients out of these contracts because they're not doing anything for them. Like the SEO, you can invest in when your site is new or if you need some work done. And there is a lot of stuff that you need a specialist to do. It's not to say SEO specialists don't have a skill that's worth really good money
0: just make sure they're doing it but it's for the and it's
1: usually a one-time thing i mean you might have them come back in a year and fix some stuff or update something but it's it's all the coding in your site that makes sure the keywords are in there that you're naming the images right that the keywords are in a lot of your content like it's all this setup coding piece that needs to be there but once that's there it's not something that needs maintenance monthly usually what you need to do if you're doing you know ongoing seo work every month is just content creation it's building more pages that have keywords in them pages that are written to get results on uh, specific search terms it's content creation and usually seo people are very data-driven science marketing um, very technical type of people and content writing is generally not uh, a similar skill for them and that's not something they're usually that great at they're good at shoving this many keywords into a piece of content but when you read it it doesn't it's not an appealing reading experience. So yeah. don't so use, use SEO ourselves. guys to write content, yeah. <laughs> to write your own content. Because also one of the things that Google ranks or values really highly right now is your bounce rate, which is which just means how frequently are people landing on your website and then leaving without going to a second page. And so if, if they're on one page, they land on it and then they leave, that's a bounce. Um, so you want people to you know kind of dig around and see what your content is. And usually they will if they found something valuable. They're like, oh, this is interesting. Let's see what else you have. And that's something that just requires good content. You're not going to, a lot of these you know SEO type people who want to write content are writing something that's not very interesting to read. It's just good at the technical side of shoving all these keywords in there. Anyways. I just <laughs>
0: say, if you have somebody in house who knows your business, who knows your mission, your brand, your why, they're just a great employee and they have writing skills, mm-hmm. get them to write a blog every week or post some content every week. And like Wayne yeah. said, Even the pictures should be named with the keywords. But if you have some outside person writing your blogs or doing your SEO work or whatever they're calling it, like I think what it really comes down to is working with a really good website person to make sure, like Wayne said initially. I called you Wayne. (laughs) Lane said initially, your website is SEO optimized, like when it's built or once a year. Yeah. Okay. But then... We just have to make sure if we update the information on our site if things change, we add new products, we add new blogs or articles. Uh, we make sure you know there's updated information on what we're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're adding a team member, yeah. Um, what else can we update on a website? Yeah,
1: that's good to keep it fresh. Because if you just launch a site and then never touch it for two years, like that's doesn't matter how perfectly it was built. Uh, Google will just not you know start not ranking it as well because it. They don't know whether it's active, whether that business still exists, whether they just stop paying attention. You know, it needs to have a lot of um, activity on as far as revisions. So, yeah, adding team members um, when we were running seminars, we would add those on there as far as this is a seminar we ran or here's the link to buy tickets and just putting content on there pretty consistently. Blogs are a good way of doing that. Um, but yeah to what you said about blogs or writing content that's the same for us like I write all the blogs to start with for the first couple of years and then I felt like it wasn't a good use of my time because I'd spent a lot of time on them and I would take my videos and repurpose them into blogs so basically you have the, the content there the bullet points and the transcript from the video and you just kind of need to flesh it out and make it a blog. But I've just never had success with letting someone else do it because I, it just, I need it to sound like me. Like it needs to be, it's coming from me. The bio line is going to say, by Lane Anderson, I need my blogs to sound like my voice. And that is so, so important. It's so much more important than getting your keyword ratio right in the body of your content. So I, I mean, maybe it's not a very scalable way to spend my time, but I spend a lot of time writing my blogs every week, but I think it makes for content that sounds like me and it builds our brand strong and I think that's a very important thing to do. You don't really need to outsource this. I mean at at the worst version of that, we've had clients just um getting blogs written by, you know, someone in India and you get twenty yeah. of them for like a hundred bucks. Ugh. And it's like how are you getting blogs for five bucks it's a piece? A and then brand. I read them and I'm like, yeah. oh that's why <laughs> Yeah. And then people so.
0: judge you. That's what that's a, your brand. Everything is your brand. Like especially a blog. But mm-hmm. I mean there are ways we could systemize or make a procedure for you to still be the content creator for your blog would have it be done faster right yeah sure you can and i'm sure you can grow someone else in your company too and eventually start interjecting theirs once in a while Mm -hmm. here and there um but the one thing i was going to say too is we always make sure that our content answers questions Mm -hmm. so i have current clients or social media fans or whatever that will ask even for these podcasts i ask my clients what do you want to hear about Mm -hmm. so when you're writing blogs or things like that, articles on your site, you should really be trying to answer the questions that people are typing into Google. Because Google, right. like, I don't know, we should have started the, with this probably, but Google's Google wants to be the best search engine in the world. They want to provide the right answers. Yeah. So your site, your Google profile, and your social media need to be mm-hmm. what people are looking for for you to rank well. How much yeah. does social media affect Google ranking, though? Yeah, like Facebook I say, I'm not, like, Instagram. an SEO wizard,
1: but um, there's definitely lots of data out there to show that your social activity contributes to how you rank on Google. And I don't know how the latest version of the algorithm does that, um but there there's definitely a relevance there as far as linking your social back to your website and making sure that it's all connected, uh that you're, you know, linking your articles and all that. Um yeah, that counts for something for sure. Being active on social and having engagement there ha- has relevance on your website. I think one of the biggest tips that people can get for SEO type stuff, like what's going to help you rank better, what Google wants to know it's like you said one They're trying to provide the best answer to the question that someone's asking the search engine, how to do this, where to find this, whatever it is. They're asking a question and Google provides the answer. So they're gonna look at how well you answer that question, which, I mean, AI has come a long ways, but it can't read the content and critically think about how well it answers this question. It is using keywords and saying, you know, does it mention all these words that are related to this question, and and it'll rank you that well. But another way that it can measure whether or not this is good content is it looks at what the rest of the website says about, or sorry, what the rest of the internet says about your website, which means, you know, if a very high profile website, like say the New York Times, links back to your website, Google's saying, wow, that, you, you know, you got a link back from them, that's worth a lot. You obviously have good answers to these questions and it'll, it'll rank you highly. So getting link backs, from reputable, reputable websites is very important. And people take just the first part of that, the link backs as all you need to do and put themselves in all these directories and get spam links from every place they can on the website or you know, drop links in comment sections on other people's blogs or wherever else. And that's not a great strategy because Google knows how valuable the source is. Um, so you need good quality links back to your site from from other reputable sites and there's two ways of doing that and one well no there's three ways of doing that one would be just having great content that people want to share so if you're writing something and producing something that people think is so great, you're going to earn some natural organic link backlinks. Like people are going to say, this is amazing. I'm going to link to it from the article I'm writing. And you get links back to your website. So just having amazing content is one way to just earn organic backlinks. And the other would be um approaching people and saying, hey, I know you wrote this article. Like I have this piece that would complement it and maybe it's a good source uh, for this thing you mentioned. And maybe you want to link back to me. I'll provide one to you. I don't know. Something like that. You can request them. But also Something that we've been talking about and working on is is guest blogging. So if you can write a piece for someone else, um, and you've written content for their website, but you know it includes links back to yours to say this is the author, this is their source. That's probably a really good activity for people is to do some guest blogging. You need those backlinks. So when we were brand new, it was guest blogging for the chamber of commerce and basically anyone else um, that's reputable that would take our our content. My, the university I graduated from, um, everywhere that I could, I would see if we could write content, provide some tips, provide something, and ha- and have them link back. That's probably the most actionable thing that a business owner can do on their own. Um, and then I would say on the SEO, the technical side, it's have someone come in, build, make sure the website's built technically sound to start with, and then maybe get those periodical audits and, and cleanups every once in a while. But not to say that there is no SEO retainer that makes sense, but for a lot of people who are in an SEO retainer relationship, um, it's probably, you're probably paying for something that's not necessary.
0: I mean, I think too. some people, this is a tough one. I had a conversation with a coach a couple of weeks ago and you know how our strategies very much like share everything? Like mm-hmm. here's yeah. the content, here's the answers. Because honestly, you can find anything you want to online anyways. I'd rather you get it from me and it's right and it works. Mm-hmm. But this coach, I was like, well, how do you do that? And she's like, oh, I don't tell that to anyone unless they sign up. Do you want to sign up? It's $250 a month. And I was like, oh, wow. No, <laughs> no thank you. Um, but I think with some SEO experts, that's what they use. That's what they hide behind. Right. You know, it's like, well, you pay me $1,000 a month and I'll get you to the first spot on Google. Well, first of all, they might only get away with that for a short period of time because you're going to go look and see that you're not on the top of Google. Right. Right. But I think they can really hide behind that well, I can't tell you that. That's my secret sauce right. that yeah. I sell. But, but that's not really true. The people that I know and respect and work with on SEO, like I had a conversation with Brendan the other day mm-hmm. and I said, do we really need to do this SEO optimization piece of the proposal? He sent one of my clients. I said, I mean, what is that? And right. he, he basically told me exactly what it was, and it was all about um, the Google profile and blogs, pictures with words, updating the, everything we're talking about here today. Yeah, that's what they would be doing. Right. So he gives you the choice: do that yourself, or pay us to do it. Mm-hmm. They'll probably do a better job, but they're not trying to hide that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's no, there's no secret like. Google shares what helps you rank on Google, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the, like the algorithm is not publicly visible. You can't see how the algorithm works, but they'll, there'll be a launch of a new release and there's an update and there'll be some tips as far as this is what we've changed and why you know we're going to value this more heavily or this and then there's just so many people in the industry watching it and seeing how it changes and you kind of have to reverse engineer they see you know what happened to these sites and to these ones and this keyword and this keyword and they kind of reverse engineer like oh it looks like they're weighting this as more important and this as less important. And you kind of reverse engineer what the changes are and what you need to do now to, to rank higher because it changes so, so often.
0: I just didn't want, like for me, I definitely am not a technical person. I yeah. always fall back to the marketing fundamentals and I like to outsource to online marketing experts. I, I knew from the beginning that I would not have time to stay updated as a relevant online marketing expert. Mm -hmm. So I trust people like you and Brennan to help me with those things. But I obviously, I wanted to make sure that this podcast would be good for somebody with even less online marketing knowledge than me. So I just want to be really quick and clear here. Like, this is not hard stuff, guys. I know we're talking about some more technical things, like with the algorithm and stuff, but none of that really matters. All you need to know is that you need to have your... Google business profile setup. It needs to be accurate. Yeah. Post something each week if you want to get extra keener on there. Make sure that you update your hours. Make sure that your website is optimized for SEO once and then again every year or so. Make sure you have all your correct information on there. Make sure you're adding new content to your site. Add uh, blogs that answer questions. Um, even name the pictures. Instead of the, the numbers with the .jpg, rename it so that it's a keyword. And be active on the social media where your ideal clients are. Work to get your bounce rate down like Lane said. Have things on there that are interesting enough to mm-hmm. keep people's attention on there for long enough so that it doesn't look like everybody's bouncing off your site right away. Um, and relevant backlinks. So I've just been asking places recently can I do a guest blog for you? Right. Um, but if you're going to do a guest blog for Lane, make sure it's good because he rejected my first one. <laughs> Please tell me you like the second one. I love the second one. I yeah, thought it was I do. really good. Okay. But good. I didn't
1: reject it by quality. I rejected, I rejected it by because. ethics. Yeah, because, because it's, I
0: was telling him how great he was.
1: Yeah, it was a blog that would, all of its readers would basically be instructed that they shouldn't hire me. <laughs> I didn't want to you're publish welcome. that. No, I totally <laughs> got it. I totally got it. It was, it was a halfway between a blog and a testimonial. But it's okay. So
0: the last thing I want to talk about is something that I know has worked so, so well for a ton of my clients over the years. I've been swearing by Google reviews and a Google review procedure and a Google review strategy for five years. And I just talked to a company lately who I worked with four and a half years ago, and this is what I do. When I go into a company, one of the first things I do is I slash their marketing budget, unless it's working. We Mm -hmm. look at a bunch of calculations like ROI, CPC, CPL, conversion rate, and a whole bunch of online analytics. If they're working with somebody like Lane, they've got something online that's really working, great, we don't touch that. But the traditional media, they don't have any data saying yes people are coming from radio or yes people are coming from yellow pages or yes people are coming from you know Google Ads or anything like that we try to stop spending any money on marketing and for three months I asked them to spend a lot of time doing an amazing job at delivering customer service and then systematically asking for Google reviews Mm -hmm. so after they give a great experience they ask if you would please give us your feedback, um, click here. If you think we deserve a five star review, please click here and leave your, your comments. Right. And if you think we deserve less than five stars, please email us with your feedback so that we can make things right immediately. And I've made that like their number one objective in their marketing plan. I'm like, get 100 Google reviews, get 200 Google reviews. Because once you get up to the highest amount in your like market compared to your competitors, it's hard for them to catch up. And 96% of people are reading online reviews. Mm-hmm. You need Google reviews, and in a lot of cases, Google reviews can replace marketing spending.
1: And it's also the, it's it's not just the star rating, but it's having a number of them, right? Like if I see somewhere that has six reviews and they're five stars, that's fine. But if I see a 4.8, but they have... 70 reviews that's more relevant to me like i think anyone can get six five star reviews from their family and friends but mm-hmm. if you have a, a large number and then your high your your ranking is still really high uh, that's a lot more relevant to me and i'm probably going to choose that one
0: absolutely and what the reviews say too like they have to be legitimate and about their experience right Mm -hmm. yeah okay i don't
1: i don't think it's honestly that um, difficult it's not a technical exercise to get your seo right as long as you're putting some effort into content and making sure you're writing the website copy in a way that answers the questions that people are coming to google for i mean when we first made our very first website for our company it will take i guess that's something we need to talk or mention is it will take quite some time for you to rank on the first page we were probably with a brand new site Site. So we were probably nine months from launching our site to then making on the front page of Google for terms like marketing company. Um, but then once it's there, it's just something then you can incrementally work at and work at and work at. But yeah, don't expect to launch a site and then be ranked on the front page uh, other so than people that I'm searching your name. Are to lose
0: all my number one rankings no. when the new site launches September 1st? No, because so you're. So tell us the way around that.
1: Well, because you're keeping your URL. So teamhbusiness.com slash blog or whatever all those sites they still exist it's just going to be with a new skin basically okay. so I just all wanted those ever, links that was
0: the creepiest way to describe that ever new skin kidding. sorry I just wanted to make sure nobody freaked out the way that I was thinking about freaking of out of launching a new site you can get a new site mm-hmm. but you can keep your you can keep your ranking yes but in your case you just But started if you're talking about a brand new, new site, site like
1: this URL www.whatever.com has never existed before, you're starting from zero. You're building reputation in Google's eyes. It's going to take a while. Um, so wait, I would say a year before if you're if you're not showing up then, then you know, maybe you need to start being concerned about putting in some more work, but technically it's not a very difficult thing. We built our first site on a very simple platform, did not put any real intentional work into SEO other than publishing a few blogs and just making sure those sites said the things I wanted it to. Um, and we ranked, you know, number one, two or three for all of our relevant search terms within a year very easily. And we continue to. And now we do put more intentional work into it. We have more competitors in the space, but um, we, yeah, we put more intentional work into it. In our But it's not the technical side of the work. It's just continuing to write content that answers people's questions.
0: So. And that's what I love, because I always define marketing as authentically sharing who you are. That's mm-hmm. all Google wants you to do. Tell it the is. truth. Yeah. Don't try anything tricky or sneaky just tell the truth if you share what you're about the experiences that you provide for people the amazing products and services and even better if you have them talk about that on your google reviews right google will bring you up
1: and that's that's what you call white hat seo when you're just like playing according to the rules and doing what's what you're supposed to do and produce great content and kind of follow their algorithmic suggestions by, um, not by the, not by the letter, but by their intent, right? It's like, well, I know that Google wants me to produce good content and that's what they're trying to get me to do by writing this algorithm. So that's what I'll do is create good content. And then there's gray hat and black hat and black hat SEO would just be doing some like really sneaky stuff to try and cheat the system. And, and, and you might get short-term results from that, but then algorithm you know, they find a way to close the loop in the algorithm, and then you're punished for a few months, and you gotta re-find your way back up to the front page. So, um, I never pay to do it that way. I don't suggest that. We had to relaunch a client's website where it was starting over from almost scratch because there was so much black—not entirely black hat, but just like gray type stuff that shouldn't have been happening. Really qual- low quality backlinks, just spammy stuff. Really low quality blogs. Like hidden just words, keyword. In the back of yeah, GMAS, just like nasty stuff background so when we rebuilt the site we deleted like 300 pages off the site that just didn't need to be there Um, and Mm -hmm. the search ranking took a massive hit for about the first three months and it's just incrementally because now we're building it right just incrementally growing back and growing back and growing back with a much stronger foundation and it'll rank higher than it ever has and it it does now
0: Do you have a quick tip?
1: My quick tip is that you need to be uh, tracking your keyword ranking. Um, You just need to be seeing where you rank for the different search terms. So write down a list of things that people are going to search for that you want to show up in the results for. So for me, it's going to be marketing company, marketing agency, social media marketing, branding, uh, advertising. There's all these terms that people throw into Google that I want to appear in the search results for. So you write down a good list. We have maybe 40 that we track. I think for your business, we've come up with about 80 that we're tracking Um, and just put them into a tool because there isn't a way to historically go back and see how you ranked on different days. You start tracking the day you set this up. So you need to find a tool like either like a Moz or SEM rush or something like that, different tools that are out there um we use one uh the dashboard that you have access to that when we can do your work um, we have a, a reporting tool that we use um, but it needs to track how you rank every day so it'll just automatically do a search for all those search terms from kind of an anonymized location like an anonymized source so it's not pulling in because um, google will rank differently depending on your search history and your location and things like that so these tools will do a search and uh, for you each day and see how you rank and then track it over time. And you can see how you rank for all these different keywords. So that's an important thing to start tracking. I can see that of the 40 that we want to uh, rank for, that you know, um, 10 of them are within results one, two, and three on Google and 10 more of them are within three to five. and whatever you can see where they all rank and then hopefully you know week by week you can see that you rank higher for two more of them or three more of them and you're going in the right direction so you need to start uh, tracking uh, because there is no historical way to look back and see well how did I rank for that last year you start collecting that data the day you set this up so start doing it even if you don't do anything with it at least you have something to reference as as far as the trends of of what direction you're going with your ranking that's my quick ish tip
0: Um, So, Google reviews instead of Google Ads. So, I have this conversation quite often with people about, um, well, my competitors are doing Google Ads. And, um, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of Google Ads. I can be convinced in some instances that people should be doing Google Ads, but mostly because 97% of people want to click on the organic search ranking results, like the ones that come up under the ads, Mm -hmm. you know? That's what we are talking about today. Place one, two, and three yeah. under the app Under the ads, yeah. So I want you to set up a procedure in a system. This means get it on a job description or more, more than one. Put it in the calendar, and then step one: deliver incredible customer service and products and experience. Step two: make sure the client's happy, and then request a Google review. And then don't give up. Don't give up after asking once. Ask several times because mm-hmm. people are busy and they need a reminder. If somebody says like, "No, stop asking me," obviously I want you to stop, but There's a very nice Canadian, polite, sweet way that you can ask. You know, we are so happy to hear that you enjoyed your visit to such and such car wash. We would be honored if you would leave a few comments here on a Google review. Mm -hmm. If you don't think we deserve five stars, please email us back and give us some feedback. You know, something like that. Give them two options. Click here, leave us a five star review with comments. They need to have comments or the SEO bots skip over them. Right?
1: Can I add something to that that I just yeah. came up with this last week? Or I didn't wait, come up one with One thing though. Okay, go
0: or ahead. the second option if they're not if they're not a five-star fan, if they don't think you deserve a five-star, give them that other option. I can't stress that enough. You have to say that. If you don't think we deserve a five-star review, please click reply and tell us why so we can improve immediately because we don't want people going on there being like i hate this company
1: yeah so that's that's what i want to connect to so we we were talking about this in the office the other day and we sort of came up with this idea together about how yeah if you want reviews you want to kind of only ask people who are happy customers right you don't want to ask for reviews to, to get bad reviews but the way that you could sort of avoid qualifying people is just send people the email that says please leave us a review and it, or just, sorry, it's not to leave us a review. It says, how did you feel about our service or product, um, you know, how and just have a happy face and a sad face and then people don't really know what it does. They're just like, click the happy face or the sad face. Happy face, link it to your review, like a page on your site that says, leave us a review. Yeah. And that's what the happy face one goes to. And the unhappy face does not go to the page that says, leave us a review. It goes to another form that says, please tell us what we could have done better. Yes, so if you it. can like kind of hide that split where it's reply to us and tell us your feedback or leave us a positive review kind of hide it between a how did you feel about the service or product and just link it to two different places that's a really smart way yeah Starloop does that yeah
0: and also you can do that manually if you don't want to how, if you don't have access to a software program like that, um, you should, in my opinion anyways, be making sure your customer's happy before you send them a bill. Yeah. So that would be a good... That's always That important. would be a good time, you know, like, so everything went really well with a project? Yeah, okay, that's great to hear. You should get your invoice. And in there, there's also going to be a little link. We just need it. We're just going to request a quick Google review from yeah. you. Thank you so much for telling me how happy you are. Here Absolutely. comes your bill and your Google review request.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sounds good.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys
1: yeah this is another episode of business can be better we'll be back next week we're only a few away from starting to do this live on youtube oh, um i'd love to start getting suggestions from people what they like us to talk about and so the easiest way to reach us is you can reach me on twitter lane underscore anderson on instagram lane b anderson or on linkedin just look up my name lane anderson where okay. can they talk to you
0: they can talk to me on instagram Kelly to or on linkedin and facebook Kelly Ray Tamaki, TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. Thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you next week.
1: See ya.